Welcome to the podcast of Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. We hope that you enjoyed listening to the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. If you have your Bibles, uh, if you turn to Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16. The book of Matthew, um, as we looked at last week, began with the genealogy of Jesus. It began with uh, an angel visiting Joseph, telling him that uh, he was going to be the father of a baby that would be called the, the Son of God. As we watch the go through the book of Matthew, Jesus began His public ministry at 30 years old. He uh, went to John the Baptist. He was baptized. And then he, began, he went into the wilderness to be tempted. He was tempted just like we are. And then He went about a, a teaching and preaching ministry where He went about doing miracles. Jesus healed the lame He healed the sick. He even raised the dead. Jesus taught like nobody else had ever taught. So who was Jesus? The the very beginning of the book answers that question. As the angel tells Joseph that Jesus would be the Son of God. But here Jesus comes to His disciples and He asks them, Who do men say that I am? Let's read Matthew chapter 16, starting in verse 13. Now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, He asked His disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others... Jeremiah, or one of the prophets, he said to them, But who do you say that I am? Then Peter replied, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he strictly charged the disciples to tell no one that he was the Christ. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. Father, I pray that you would be with us now. I pray that you would open our eyes, that we might see wondrous truths from your law, from your word. Father, I pray that you would open our ears, open our eyes, and open our hearts to obey. Father, I pray that uh, you would help me, enable me to speak your word. Lord, I am a sinful man, weak and poor. Lord, I pray that You would be with me, enable me, strengthen me to speak forth Your Word. Lord, I pray that You would be with every heart here tonight. Lord, that You would touch us. 
In Jesus' name, amen. People were saying a lot of things. Jesus asked his disciples, who do men say that I am? The disciples gave different answers. Some say John the Baptist. You know, John the Baptist had been killed by Herod, had been beheaded. Herod himself, he was afraid that maybe John the Baptist had come back from the dead. And that was who Jesus was. And others say Elijah. Why would they say this? Well, at the end of the Old Testament, of the book of Malachi, it predicted that one day someone would come in the spirit and the power of Elijah who would come and turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children to the fathers. He predicted that uh, someone would come before that great day of the Lord. So, they were looking forward to a Messiah to come. They thought before that Messiah would come, Elijah would come. They thought maybe Jesus is this Elijah figure. And then others thought maybe Jeremiah or one of the prophets come back from the dead. Jesus said to them, but who do you say that I am? I'll pause here. Who do we say that Jesus is? Our world comes up with lots of different answers to that. Was Jesus just a good teacher? Was He just a prophet? Who was Jesus? Who do we say that Jesus is? The the question is just as important for us, for every person here, as it was for His disciples. Who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? Peter replied. He's the one who gave the right answer. Peter said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. That answer is kind of loaded. You are the Christ. We hear that word. We hear Jesus Christ. But Christ is not a last name. It's a title. When we, when we hear that word Christ, it's the New Testament rendering. It's the Greek rendering of the Old Testament word for Messiah. Peter was here recognizing Jesus was the Messiah. We can look back at all the weeks that we looked leading up to Christmas to define what that meant. Jesus was, and Peter was admitting there, that Jesus was the seed of the woman who was promised to Eve. Jesus was the blessing of Abraham who would come and bless all nations. Jesus was the son of David who would sit on a throne forever and ever and ever. Jesus was the one who... Isaiah said would be called Emmanuel, Almighty God, Prince of Peace, Everlasting Father. Jesus was that person from the Old Testament who had come and He'd taken on flesh. So who do we say Jesus is? We can say with our mouths Jesus is the Christ, but do we really mean everything that it contains? Do we put our hope in just some magical word or do we put our hope in the one that God promised 
from the garden. And it says Jesus is the Son of the living God. This was no mere man. He was not just a man like you or me, or a human being. Make that gender nonspecific. A human being like you or me. But Jesus was the God-man. He was fully God and fully man. Our minds, they, they can't comprehend such a thing. Jesus had existed from all eternity as the Son of God, the second person of the Trinity, and yet He stepped out of heaven and became flesh. He dwelt among us, and He was known as the Son of God. So Peter said all of that. Jesus was the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Peter didn't get this answer because he was smarter than anybody else. Peter didn't get this answer because he had seen the right things or had the right experiences. Peter got that answer because the Lord God opened his eyes and the Holy Spirit revealed it to him. How can any of us know who Jesus is? How can we answer that question, who is the Christ? Who is Jesus? We have to come the same way Peter did. It's not by being smart enough. It's not by being good enough. It's not by having all the right experiences or being born into the right family. The only way that we can answer that question, who is Jesus? The way that Peter did is when the Holy Spirit reveals it to us. Flesh and blood did not reveal that to Peter, but the Holy Spirit, but my Father who is in heaven. Jesus said in John chapter 3, you must be born again. That's when we hear the preaching of the Gospel, when we hear Jesus being explained what He did on the cross, somehow the scales fall off of our eyes and we see what we hadn't seen before, though we've looked at it a hundred or a thousand times, and we begin to breathe spiritual air. The Holy Spirit has to open our eyes. Then Jesus says, And you, I tell you, you are Peter. Jesus gives Simon a new name. You ever heard of... It would have been really strange if I I had a good friend and uh, we had some kind of a a talk and I was so impressed by what he said, I said, you know what, I'm not going to call you by your name anymore, I'm going to call you this instead. I'm going to call you... you Maybe his name is Mike and I'm going to say, I'm going to call you Johnny. Because of what you've done. That seems like what Jesus is doing here. His name was Simon. Jesus says, because of what you have said, because of this confession, I'm going to call you Peter. It sounds weird. We're used to it. We're used to it. He's Simon Peter. We've heard the stories. Maybe we've heard the stories over and over. 
But Jesus gave Peter a new name. Jesus had the authority to do that. He gave Peter a new name from Simon to Peter. What does Peter mean? It means rock. Peter is rocky. We might call him today. Jesus tells Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. There have been different interpretations of this passage throughout the years. Um, I, I don't believe in the Roman Catholic inter- interpretation that says that, uh, that Jesus was here somehow establishing the, the, the first pope as, as Peter. Um, I don't believe that. Uh, I believe that Jesus was saying He was the first of many who would make this confession and he was, he was that foundation. Not that He had some kind of authority over the church, that He would have some kind of historical succession through the ages, but that He would be the very beginning. And it was on that kind of faith that we all have to have to become a part of the church. And Jesus says, I will build My church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. We uh, are gathered here at Redeemer Baptist Church. We have been going now for about a month and a half. Redeemer Baptist Church will not be built by Jared File. And it will not be built by anybody in this room. Jesus Christ will build His church. This building is not a church. It's a building. The church that Jesus Christ is talking about here is the people. The the people, the ones who He calls out to be His. We talk often very sloppily. We'll we'll say we need to go to the church. We talk about a building, but that's, that's not the church. The church is the people. And we come together, we gather together, and we meet, and we worship together, we sing together, we hear the Word of God together. That's We are the church. And I can't do anything about building the church. Only Jesus can do that. Jesus will build His church. That's what we have to put our confidence in. If Redeemer Baptist Church is going to get off the ground, it won't be because of me. It'll be because of a movement of God in the hearts of people. Jesus will build His church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. You know, there have been many churches that have been around for a few years and then closed down. That promise is not given for any particular church in any particular place. But it is made to the church universal. Jesus will build His church And there is nothing that will prevail against the church in all of its glory. Jesus here then says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. You know what I think this means? It's not Jesus handing over 
the keys in some kind of mystical, spiritual way that has to be passed down through historical succession from one man to another. No. It means what we do matters. What we do, what we do on this earth, what we do in proclaiming the gospel, what we do in meeting together to form and establish a church matters. What matter what we do here, it will be recognized in heaven when we come together to worship as a church, to establish a new church. What will be bound on earth will be bound in heaven. When we go and we proclaim the gospel to people here in Panama, and people believe the gospel, and they become believers, and they come and become a part of this church, what we've done on earth will be bound in heaven. There are eternal implications to what we do as we build a church that Jesus is building. He closes it with a strange thing. He says, Then He strictly charged the disciples to tell no one that He was the Christ. That's not what He's telling us. He told the disciples not to tell anyone because His mission wasn't over yet. If if he, if the disciples went around telling everybody he was the Christ, that could have compromised his mission. He didn't just come to be a good teacher. He didn't just come to be our example. He came to die for us. He came to go to the cross. If everybody recognized who he was as the Christ beforehand, maybe they would have rushed up and tried to make him king. So Jesus warned them, don't. Don't go tell anybody that I am the Christ. He had to continue to walk the road all the way to the cross where He would be lifted up and crucified and buried, but then rise again on the third day. So, who is Jesus to you? Who is Jesus to you? Has the Lord opened your eyes? Have you trusted in the One who died for us? Thank you for listening to this message from Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. For more information, please visit us at RedeemerBaptistPanama.wordpress.com or you can like us on Facebook. Facebook.